This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Nick Medelsky and Father Jason Kern sitting here at St. James Coffee. I am extra caffeinated this morning. I'm, uh, I'm halfway through my second cup here, and it's uh, great coffee as always. So it's a wonderful place to get to meet and host a show together. Yeah, I won't admit how much coffee I've had this morning. <laughs> it's starting to kick in, I think. And both of us had about an hour drive yeah, to get did, here yeah. this morning, so uh, so we true. have an excuse. That's true. That's That's true. true. <laughs> we'll, we'll use that. <laughs> so uh, for this last half hour, uh, Friday night, so we were informed that it would be a host banter segment, <laughs> and I always think, oh, gosh, what are we going to talk about? But then uh, providentially enough, right, what are they, it's not a coincidence, it's a God incidence, I've yeah, heard nice. people say. So um, this happens to be National Vocations Awareness Week, yeah. and uh, you happen to be the vocations director. Right. Uh, so I thought maybe a good... A good topic to talk on would be how we foster vocations. You know, you you see that in a lot of the literature, right? Well, help promote vocations. Tell someone about vocations. But I don't think a lot of us know how to do that other than poking the kid who shows up for Mass and saying, hey, you should be a priest. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's often the case that so often in parishes where there is a young family or a young boy that shows some kind of propensity towards uh, being open or that he, he cares about his faith. He, he gets all the pressure, right? Yep. He, he gets kind of poked and prodded. His chin, his cheeks get pinched. Oh, you'd make a great priest, Johnny. <laughs> you know, and all those things. And, and, and it ends up being, um, not always, but it can end up actually being uh, counterproductive where the guy feels too much pressure and kind of rebels against it or pushes it away, yep. wants to run away from it. Yep. And, and, and so it's better for us to have what I'll say is intentional conversations with people, right? And so that doesn't mean leave it to others. It means that we have to find ways to have a relationship with the young person and so that they can then hear the invitation to something more in their lives. Because so often there's a desire for something greater in, in a young person's life. And, and if that's a call to priesthood that God's authoring in them, well, we have to find a, find a way to help them foster that and to start to grow that so that they can take those steps in their life that are going to be able to allow them to grow first and foremost to closer to Jesus. That's where their vocation comes from. So if they grow closer to God, then they can grow closer to what he's calling them to. But also then they need people who can just support them. They, we live in a culture and a time where young people can feel like they're not either good enough, they're not worthy, maybe they've had some sin in their life that they think prevents them from being a priest or a religious sister, or even from finding a good spouse, right? They can feel like they're not good enough, they don't measure up, um, maybe they don't have enough of the right gifts or this thing or that. So there's a lot of ways that discouragement and doubt creep into the mind and heart of young people. So if we can build a culture that allows relationships to, to help form them, and that obviously is supposed to come from the family, right? Right. That's the primary means where vocations are born. But if it isn't happening there to the degree that it needs to, or even if it is, sometimes um, because of situations, individuals, um, there's just a need for us to constantly evaluate how can we continue to support young people in our culture and in, in, in parishes or in, in wherever they might be uh, in youth groups and things like that. And I think that's that's the key to it is those authentic relationships and forming that rather than, hey, let's have a young person's event and then just, you know, tell them all that. Here, here's the vocations director's business card. Yeah. Call them. 
Yeah, and, and as a vocations director, right, as as one who's in charge of that, sometimes the pastors will think, well, that's his job, right? Or youth ministers think, well, that's the vocations director's job to promote vocations. The reality is, is if I don't have a relationship with with the young people, me saying it to them is just another voice, right? Right. And and so they need to have people who are walking with them, who are we can say discipling them, right? Helping them to grow as a disciple of Jesus, who can say, you know what, you'd really make a good priest. You 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 seem like you have a really uh, a gift for this. This might be something you should consider more, right? Those kinds of intentional f- phrases from people who they've built trust with go so much further than me promoting, handing out a brochure right. or, or presenting from, from uh, the front of the room about the importance of discerning or talking about what is uh, the possibility of a vocation. Those have a place, but anybody can give those talks, right? You don't need me right. to travel around the diocese, um, being at every parish or doing everything, okay. trying to you know promote something as if it's like just a recruitment endeavor. Right. Where vocations are born, and, and, and I see this even in the people that I get to know, so that's usually those who are more specifically discerning. When we have a relationship, then we can have honest conversation. Then I can say to them, you know what, the, uh, God might be calling you, but actually this needs to be figured out in your life right. first. You need to really grow in this depth of prayer, or you need to grow in a, a greater freedom around the area of chastity, maybe, or something like that, where we can have a, a more intentional conversations about the things that are going on in their life uh, so that they can keep taking those steps forward as they prepare either to enter seminary or to discern a religious community to enter, or uh, if we say, you know what, at this time, you know, God doesn't seem to be really drawing you to the priesthood right. of religious life, so um, it's okay to go for, go and date, right? Like that's a good <laughs> right. thing too, where you'll grow and yeah. you'll discern marriage and encounter uh, God's love in that way as well. Absolutely, and I think that's uh, that's an imp- like you mentioned, it's, it's forming a relationship with the vocations director eventually, and it has to be their relationship. That foundation has to be there because sometimes you have to have uncomfortable conversations, right? Yeah, and you absolutely. need to be able to be in a situation where the, the person is willing to accept, you know, honest and open um, feedback, right? Or yep. or even constructive criticism, you might call yeah. it, right? And that's why that uh, relationship is so important to form there. It is. It's essential. And, and that's just part of the Christian life, you know, is that we are willing to both uh, encourage sometimes challenge, but to draw out forward where God is at work, right? If God is calling someone to the priesthood or religious life, well, then they have to be ready to keep growing, right? That's part right. of discipleship. All of us do. Right. But if, if we're, we're going to take those serious steps of being a disciple of Jesus, we have to face our struggles. We have to face our weaknesses. And so sometimes it happens that we have to say, you know what, actually, this you're not free here in your life. And so I want you to grow here, take a year to uh, work on this, maybe get some counseling here, some resources. Right, some different things that are needed in order to develop um, their own trajectory of growth. Right, that God can continue to work in their life, but right now they don't have the freedom to keep moving forward. Yeah, and I think uh, my my own very brief experience uh, talking to vocations director back in the day, I, I uh, was discerning with the Franciscans a little bit there, and I was impressed with the vocations director because I was I was that kid getting pitched on the cheek, and you should be a priest, you should yeah, be a priest, yeah. and I sort of had this idea in my head that. As soon as you showed the slightest interest, bang, you'd be ordained a priest before you, yeah. before you even could close your eyes, right? Before yeah. you could even blink, and that they'd, they'd you know, uh, you know, try and try and uh, give you the the elbow and, and kind of push you through. Uh, but that I was really impressed that that was not at all what happened. It was a very, you know, uh, open discussion, open discernment. It was very much, you know, making sure that it's 
the best fit uh, for for the person and for the church, right? Yeah. And that was the thing that really impressed me uh, talking with a vocations director back in the day was just how different it was from what I expected it would yeah. be. Yeah, you know? no, it's true. And even with, when some pastors will call me and say, "Oh, I've got this guy. He came to me, and they're they're really fired up." And yeah. they they say, "Father, you know, come on, call you. Will you reach out to him? You got, I got a, a live one, right? You got a, <laughs> exactly. It's like I caught the big fish, and they they're thinking you got to strike when the iron's hot. And I'm thinking actually I got to let the iron cool a little bit. Yep. <laughs> and not because I don't want him. I do want him, but I, I've got to I got to allow that to be tested. Yep. Because sometimes it's in our zeal for conversion, or if we're a really good Catholic kid, we think that might be the only way we envision holiness. Right. Is to act. You have to right. be a priest in order to, to show God how much you love Him. And so we have to help them see a bigger picture in their lives, which is to say that God is at work. He's present to you. And yeah, we want to honor uh, the grace that's present. So if you are feeling very much called, I want to walk with you, but I want to do it in a way that helps them develop that growth, right? So keep pointing you back to Jesus. Keep helping you to say, how are you deepening your prayer life? Not just the fervor of being a priest or a religious, right. but rather... Um, what does it look like for you to continue just to be a disciple? And that will manifest then what he's calling you to in a specific vocation. So that's a, that's an important reality, important to help people see that it's not just this, this is the only way I can give my life to Christ, but actually there's a whole trajectory that you need to continue to stay on. Yeah, and in fact, when we're talking about, you know, holiness in, in different uh, vocations in life, right? The married state, the, the dedicated single life, the um, religious life, diocesan priesthood. We actually have pictures of, behind us of different saints, right? Yes. Who come from different walks of life and different vocations. So the best vocation that you can uh, follow is the one God's calling you to, right? Amen, amen. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I think the saint behind you is Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, a blessed of the church, and a man who, you know, was an Italian and died at the age of 20, I think, Four, I think twenty-four, yeah. if I remember right, young, and and but he, you know, he never became a priest. He never felt like that was where God was calling him to study in seminary or anything like that. He considered it, but he just never felt drawn. But he witnessed to people in incredible ways, right. just through his youthful zeal, through his love for God, through his devotion to the Eucharist, through ministering to the poor. It's said that at his funeral, thousands of homeless people came to his funeral yeah. that his family had no clue. They had no wow. clue. Well, he would take their money that his mom gave him for lunch, or he'd take the bread she gave him to go to school with, and he'd go feed the poor, or he'd go minister. Wow. And so he had all these relationships with the poor and, and evangelized them and brought them to Christ. Beautiful, right? The saint, the saints are so encouraging that way that we we don't have one path to right. holiness. We don't have one path to to witness to the grace of God in our lives. And so the church, in her wisdom, has these different ways that we live out holiness. We have to see marriage as that, right? That marriage is just meant to be this fruitful place of communion with others. Well, priests aren't meant to be some isolated, lonely person who's right. sour and disappointed about his life or something. Right. right? He's supposed to be a joyful witness and living in communion with people and with God uh, to bear witness to him. And so that's what the vocations really are. They're first and foremost that call to great holiness, sanctity, life in Christ, to give ourselves to him. And then as we do that, this is the particular vocation that we live that out in. And, and that's done in in so many uh, varied ways, and so that's it's a powerful witness. Yeah, and a beautiful example of that here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, right across the street at Pax Christi, they have a vocations wall, mm -hmm. and they put up pictures of people who are engaged, yep. uh, you know, in discerning marriage, and also people who are in religious life, discerning religious life, and, and seminarians discerning the priesthood. And I, and I like that all of those are put there, and it very much says, pray for vocations, right, yeah, yeah. across the top, because all vocations are important uh, in in, in the life of the church, really. Yeah, uh, amen. We, we wouldn't be here if we didn't. <laughs> no, exactly, right? And, and so many people, you know, think that once, 
as you were kind of talking in your story about leaving, for, you know, like or uh, of thinking that you're going to be a, a priest as soon as you talk to your vocation director. Well, guys who leave seminary, that's the same reality, right? They leave, and please God, they're better men, and they're they're better Catholics out in the world as they marry and, and have children and raise a family. So it's a beautiful opportunity to witness to that. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, Father Jason Kern, Vocations Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and Nick Medelsky, uh, simply the Listener Relationship Coordinator for Real Presence Radio here in the Rochester area. We're broadcasting live from St. James Coffee. Stick with us through the break for more on Vocations Awareness Week. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Father Pfeiffer of the Diocese of Fargo, just taking a moment to reflect on the significance of humility in our lives. Humility helps us to offset pride. Pride is an obstacle where we believe that we do not need God. And when we have pride in our lives, we need to ask God to humble us, to help us to become humility. The great example that we can turn to in the scriptures is that of St. John the Baptist. He was a humble man. He did not want to baptize. He All he wanted to do was point others towards the goodness of Jesus Christ and the good things that God is going to do to save all God's people. And that's why we need a dignity and respect for all human life as part of humility. To look at others just as important as ourselves. To treat others. Because when pride creeps in, the enemy wins. And when humility comes in, the heart of Jesus wins. This is Molly Rausch, the HR Director from the Rapid City Catholic Schools in Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying tuned uh, with us here on Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, thanks for joining us at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, on this Tuesday of Vocations Awareness Week. And I just happen to have the Vocations Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, providentially scheduled to co-host with me this morning. So uh, before the break, we were talking about you know how how we can help encourage you know encourage without being uh, counterproductive, right? Yeah. Of vocations, and uh, during the break, uh, you mentioned something that I thought was interesting. But uh, for guys, there there can be kind of those 
those blocks or those things that cause us hes- hesitate. Uh, guys, uh, men and women, yeah. right, as they're discerning vocations. Could you maybe talk about a few of those? Yeah, no, the, thanks. It's a, it's an important topic because whether you yourself are discerning or whether you have maybe a, a grandson or a granddaughter or someone else who in your life that you're thinking about in this or that you're praying for, recognize that there is a deep there's a deep fear in the culture today that creates an instability right so in, the way i usually phrase it is when we hear the news constantly when we hear this constant possibility of threats and danger and, and existential problems in the world it creates the sense that my life is not secure and so i start grasping right i start living in this sort of fear bubble and i have to sort of manufacture my own security well in a vocation i'm giving my life away i'm entrusting myself to god well what happened to all that instability how can i really trust that god's going to be there for me is this really going to go okay so we have to in the church create a culture that creates stability not in some sense of like where they feel like they never have to leave but in the (laughs) sense that they feel confident that everything's going to be okay that that hope is real that's what their vocation does is it instills in them that god is present and he has a purpose and a plan for their lives he gives them their true stability it's Christ is the anchor in a restless sea. He's what keeps us grounded and rooted. And so if we turn to him and encounter him, he alone can conquer our fear. So we have to keep helping young people turn to Christ to realize that he is the pearl of great price. I can give my life completely to him in love, and I will find true fulfillment and happiness. I will not be left an orphan or alone. Um, so that fear is, the, is one of the big inhibitors, but there are others, right? And, and because we live in such a complex time, uh, we think that our desires, you know, we have to feel it all the time, right? That our emotions have to constantly be in line with this. And the reality is, is when you look at the state of the church today, you can look out and go, you know what? There's a lot of problems. Uh, I, I see a lot of crisis. I see a lot of kind of lackadaisical faith. I don't know if I really want that. I don't know if that's the kind of, it looks like a church that's kind of asleep, right? Like, what what would I want to be a priest or a religious for if if, if it makes you slumber? (laughs) What's exciting about it? Well, that's a a misnomer, right? Is that uh, Christ is the great adventure of life. He is the one who really does uh, give us the true excitement and, and helps our lives to thrive with meaning and a purpose. And so when God calls us to it, it's, it's to say yes to something great and, and incredible that's going to constantly be new, constantly be something that challenges us and, and, and gives us new opportunities and new ways of living. And so we have to overcome sort of our feelings of, uh, well, I don't know, and it doesn't look that, you know, like, how, am I sure I'd be happy? Those kinds of questions. Uh, the answer is yes, you will be. Not, not perfectly. There's problems, right? Like as a priest, right. it's not like my life is all rosy and everything's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's in the trials that I find true life, that I can turn to Christ more, learn to depend on him more, learn to build relationships with others who support me, etc. So uh, fear is a big one. Uh, kind of that feeling of am I going to be fulfilled or happy is another huge one that we run into that is a block today. Um, and, and so those are, those are big. Another one that can come into our hearts is, um, is, is feeling like... Uh, that how do I know for sure? The question of, uh, well, how, how can I be certain about this? Right? And, and this is another thing. When we have the internet in front of us, we have five million options at our fingertips every single day. Right? Every single day I have so many things that I have to be attentive to or can give my attention to. Right. How could I ever make a choice for one thing? Right. Right? Like in, and this happens in marriage, too. It's part yep. of the struggle of couples saying, I don't know for sure if he's right for me or if she's going to be the one. Well, well how are you going to know? Right. <laughs> Other than by moving forward. 
forward, right? Right. And so discernment has to take risks. It has to move right. forward. And so I always say to guys, especially in the kind of the college age level, if you're not moving forward, then you're stationary and you're not you're not living for the Lord, right? If you're not making a choice, moving towards a choice, then then you're not living for the Lord because we have to start moving in a direction. So if a young person feels like it's possible that they could be called, if they just sit on that they'll never take action, right? Because what happens there, right? Either the fear or the insecurity or the questions arise. And so you just kind of put it on the back burner, right? I'm going to let that one simmer back there. And then it just continues until it has no life anymore. Well, if we go the other way and we take that risk, God's either going to open the doors or he's going to close the doors. He's going to make it manifest to us what his will is. And so that... That's another big thing that we run into is that people get caught up in the, the question of, I don't know for sure. And so we have to help them take that risk of moving forward and taking a step towards what God's will is in their life. And it's funny you talk about, about risks and taking that, that leap of faith because that's kind of, uh, the in a nutshell, my vocation story is uh, I was on my way back to uh, Metro Detroit where I grew up, and uh, it's, it was about a 10-hour drive from where I was living in southern Illinois at the time. And I had met, you know, like I said, with the Franciscans, uh, the vocation director there, and said, okay, God, you got this this week. You either show me the woman I'm going to marry or I'm going to be a Franciscan and it's all your fault. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I don't think I've ever been that bold in prayer before, but that's how I did, and I said, God, you know, just show me which one you want me to do. I'm I'm ready, this is it. And, you know, they say sometimes when you're ready to make that prayer, that's when, you know, you're ready to make that decision and make the next step. Mm -hmm. And uh, ran into uh, my wife (laughs) that week, and uh, we had known each other in college before, got out of, you know, lost touch, had kind of been back in touch, whatever. And then it just, it it was just like that. And I knew, and I said, okay, God, this is it. Got it. No, it's true. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do yep. now. <laughs> and, and then the God breaks through, right? And so if, if we, that's, and what happened there, right, is you started giving your heart completely in trust. Right. You were at a place where you could really trust that God was going to lead you. Mm-hmm. And and that surrender allowed you the freedom to then be aware of what he was calling you to. Right. So yeah, that's the part where the strike when the iron's hot, right? It's like, <laughs> it's, we have to, the person has to be disposed towards what God wants. And that does happen in, uh, in a very intentional way when, when we recognize that it's, it's Christ who calls. And so we have to help young people just realize that it's okay to be patient. It's okay to wait, but you can't wait forever. Right. You have to take certain actions and take steps towards what God is asking you to. Don't follow the fear. Follow the peace that comes from Jesus. And so if we stay rooted in him, that'll allow us to find the pathway forward all the time. Absolutely. Um, n- now, uh, for for people who are looking for maybe maybe resources sure. they can point people to, could you give them some of that? Because I know yeah. we t- we talked about during the break too. It's not you can't read your way into a vocation, right? Yep. It's something that's built on relationships and and thing and discernment and prayer and things like that. But also, it, it does help to read some things. Yep. So. it does. Yeah, and the the website Viani Vocations has really good resources for uh, discernment. And there's there's three two little pamphlets: is Jesus calling you to be a Catholic priest, and another one that's of the same vein. And then, but a book by Father Brett Brannon is called "To Save a Thousand Souls." And it's a great book that goes through the discernment of Dyson 
priesthood. There's also Discerning Religious Life for Women, which is a great resource um, that w- it was written in the same vein as To Save a Thousand Souls, but for women, so that they can also discern and, and uh, pray through the issues that are more pertinent to the feminine right. genius, you know. So there's so many resources that are out there now, but it's a matter of taking those steps towards, um, towards deeper prayer, deeper relationship with Christ, and then finding a pathway forward uh, that God, where God is at work. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll send things up to Fabulous Fargo now, and Therese will give us a preview of tomorrow's show. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Nick. So, on the next Real Presence Live, tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Tim Mosier is your host, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Bishop David Kagan from the Diocese of Bismarck will be on to share some reflections from the 2021 Thirst Conference. Then Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International will talk about how we can live in a world at war with our values. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you for that, Therese. And I know at the start of the show I said hopefully we'd have a, a total on the banquet to share by the by the end of the show. Uh Unfortunately, and yet at the same time, fortunately, we don't have that because there's so many donations to tally up. It wasn't just an easy, okay, here's let's count yeah. the one envelope. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's a, good, it's a so, good problem to have. So it's a good problem to have. So uh, I'm sure tomorrow morning they'll be able to share share those numbers throughout their network. And uh, again, thank you to everyone who was able to, to come that night and everyone who was able to support us in prayer that evening. Um, and uh, the, again, the, the banquet committee members, the table hosts, the volunteers who helped us set up, uh, St. James Coffee, Coffee for hosting our meetings and, and uh, helping us out with uh, the food for our meetings and things like that. So everyone really came together to make it a great evening. And uh, thank you to each and every one of you for helping that go off as well as it did. Again, if you're in the other parts of our network, if you're in Bismarck, Rapid City, Aberdeen, um, right after uh, Thanksgiving... Uh, those three banquets are coming up, and you can go to our website, realpresenceradio.com, and uh, go over to the banquet section and go ahead and sign up for those. Uh, before we end today, Father, would you uh, send us off with a blessing sure. and prayer? Heavenly Father, we ask your grace and peace to fill our hearts this day. Be with us and show us how to live for you and to be united to your Son, Jesus, in the power of the Spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much uh, yeah. for joining us. Uh, I'm glad it worked out in your schedule to join us, and again, providentially to join us this week. Yeah. Um, if people are interested in, in contacting you for more information on vocations or have questions, how would they get yep. in touch with so you? So they can email me at jkern at dowr.org, dioceseofwinonarochester.org, jkern, my first initial and last name, and then my cell phone number as well. Uh, they, it's all on the website that they can look at and find. So, yeah, lo- would love to have those conversations. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll uh, tune in tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 for Real Presence Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio.